Okay. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh my God. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy, and happy New Year. <laughs> well, I can't believe on the first thing when they open the podcast, they will have to do with Christmas singing. Eh. <laughs> I don't even dare sing on a podcast. Help. God save the Queen. God save Christ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Christmas special. Hi. Woohoo! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh, a little bit festive. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> Just a tad bit. I'm trying to prove that I'm not the Grinch. I am actually a wonderful, festive, loving citizen of Saint huh? Christmas Town. No, nope. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, nope, nope. <laughs> We wish you a Merry Christmas. Time to kick Chris out. Oh. <laughs> Why do we have to go through this all the time? <laughs> well, it's Christmas. Okay, at the time we're recording this, it's not Christmas yet. By the time everyone's going to listen to this, it will be after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I hope everyone is still in the festive mood. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, 12 days of Christmas. Is 12 days of Christmas before or after Christmas? Isn't it before? Yeah, isn't like, does it include Christmas and then days after? I think it's to Christmas. Yeah, it should be to Christmas. Because Christmas Eve is counted as well. Oh, no, no, no. Mm. I think it's a new Christmas Eve. Oh. Anyway, do you know that December 26th is Boxing Day? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't know this? Apparently, that's the day where you're supposed to open gifts. But Wait, like, you just learned oh. this? No, I've always known. <laughs> I'm just saying for people who may not know. Oh. December 26th oh. is Boxing Day. You open your presents then. Mm. Unless you're me, then you just open your stuff on December 25th. And then on 26th, it's just like nothing. <laughs> How does your family celebrate yeah. Christmas? Me? Yeah, just in general. Like, your families celebrate Christmas. Okay, for me, is on December 24th, we usually have, like, a midnight Christmas Eve service. So, it's... it's The time of service starts in a way where um, it crosses over midnight, and then in church, we're all just like, woo, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then afterwards, um, on the 25th, we usually go to my grandmother's house. Because my grandmother does this thing every year where on Christmas, she has like a little party, like a house party. So she like caters food and then like she she invites all the family members, some of like her friends and then like some of our church members. And then we just go there and we eat a lot. <laughs> and then we come home and then everyone takes like a post-lunch nap. <laughs> Oh, we're so full. Yeah, so that's how we celebrate our Christmas. Mm. That's nice. What about you, Honda? I don't do anything in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my family doesn't do anything in particular either. I think now that I have my sister, it's just eating. Mm. Like eating on Christmas. I've always day. wondered what like non Christians do on Christmas. Because like unlike unlike for us, like Christmas is a religious holiday for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we go to church and all that shebang. So I always wonder like what non Christians do. Is it just like a like a meal? I think it's just a meal. And then everyone gets like turkey and stuff. Whoa. And just like and I don't think a lot of families eat turkey though. Mm. Okay, not turkey. Turkey like is lamb, so hard to make. Cause... Yeah, not lamb either. Okay, um, controversial opinion. I don't like turkey. Turkey is so dry. So... <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten turkey in my entire life. Oh god, okay. I find turkey very dry. The only time I eat turkey is at oh. Subway. Oh, like oh, turkey is bacon? It dry then? It's a turkey ham, so it's not like oh, super dry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, turkey, turkey ham is so good. You know, like... um. My family orders 
from Canadian Pizza and like our favorite Canadian Pizza sponsor me. Anyway, our favorite flavor is Meat Lovers, right? And Meat Lovers has like turkey, turkey ham in it. And for some reason, like that turkey ham is so good. So and whenever I get a slice, I peel back all the meats. I take out the turkey ham and I set it aside for me to eat separately later. <laughs> if you guys can't see me, me and Honda are having the same like founding face, like. <laughs> You're judging me. No, seriously. It's it's really good. It's like soft. I don't trust people who say that. That's a bit... You sound like I a mean, criminal. Shen, we can never trust Chris's taste buds. That's true. Oh my god. That's not true. That's true, okay, everyone. I, have, I just have a very niche taste. Lol. <laughs> Special taste buds. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Tell us how you guys are celebrating your Christmas or how you guys celebrated your Christmas. Let us know. We want to know. I want to know. Did y'all have meals? Oh my gosh. I think most would. Oh, wait, no. We can't have large family meals. Oh, yeah. How, how are y'all skirting around, like, I mean, not skirting around. Please don't skirt around, like, COVID restrictions. Yeah, please but, like, do not. What differences are y'all going to make? with you know COVID restrictions like this year I know that my grandmother's still having a house party but the way she's going about it is we all have allocated time slots to come (laughs) so wow it's like my family goes and then after we leave another family comes in so it's uh, it's a bit strange Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on the country and their restrictions Mm, yeah that's true yeah, um, a lot of countries are going into lockdowns again. I so. mean, Britain is, uh, <laughs> yeah, have yeah, a new contagious our, strain. Mm-hmm, to our British um listeners, stay safe, and I hope you have a good Christmas, even with all your restrictions. The PM said, Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> Oh, no, Christmas is never cancelled. Okay, trust me on this, okay? Christmas is never cancelled because even though Christmas might be a holiday on a specific day, it's the people that make Christmas. Aww. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is a bit like, I, mean, uh, I feel okay. like I'm attending a class. <laughs> I realise I do give pseudo lectures on this podcast. You do, you really do. Civic moral <laughs> education class. <laughs> No, but okay, like, seriously, like, Christmas is about, I mean, the religiousness aside, about Jesus' birth or whatever, but <laughs> it's also about getting together as a family and, like, you know, enjoying each other's company and stuff like that. And, you know, just have fun on Christmas while adhering to COVID restrictions. Yes, please. <laughs> My God, yes, it's so bad right now. It's so bad. Yeah, it is. It's 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 kind of sad that it's um in some countries it's getting worse around yeah. such a like joyful time. But I think it's like you know, you gotta make the best of the situation while also taking care of yourselves. So. <laughs> oh my! Seems like Christmas is going to be quite boring this year for all of us. Quite. No, what did I just say? What did I just say? You gotta make it fun for yourself. <laughs> I'm sleeping There's in. There's so many ways. Of... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I wanna sleep in for Christmas. I'm sleeping in on Christmas as well. I'll probably spend the whole day sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. And I'm gonna eat Steamboat on Christmas Day because I don't know, it's just the least festive thing that I can think of. Outside? Outside. Do you get a reservation already? I'm eating at Shilifang. I don't think they actually take reservations. <laughs> go early, man. It's probably crowded everywhere. Yeah, there. I'm I probably mean, gonna go early. Because that's what my sister if, wants to if, eat. Uh, I mean, like, given that already for Christmas shopping, the queues are super long. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to, like, Thompson Plaza. Like, places near my house. Places that don't <laughs> oh, require yeah, me God. to Thompson travel. Thompson Plaza is, like... <laughs> empty on a regular day. Yeah, so I don't think it can get very <laughs> crowded. And I think Truth, because it's quite Truth. it's quite a like rich people area, I feel like it'll mostly be the rich people staying mm. home and eating their turkey. So I can eat my steamboat. 
I think rich people are like reserving like like rich people restaurants. Yeah, because they can't get out of Singapore, so they're spending money on expensive food. Yeah, exactly. A lot of my friends nowadays they're eating like at classy fine dining restaurants. Did you eat at a good place the other day? Yeah, I did. Um, I also went there on a chop one for one voucher. Oh my god, guys, it was such a funny experience. Okay, so it was I went. (laughs) Me and my boyfriend went to um, this like. Like, it's it's not fine dining, but it's definitely more pricey than, like, a normal restaurant. So, I went to Laurie's, the prime rib, if, I, if you guys have ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty fancy. Um, it's in Mandarin Orchard. So, there okay, is an indication of how much it can cost. So, normally, their steak there is, like, for, per person, is about $100 plus plus. What the hell? <laughs> but, but, okay. but I found a voucher back during 11-11 on Chope, which was um one for one. And then I had a 15% off also. So then I paid $99 oh, wow. a net for two people, which was a good deal because like, I bought, like I, I wanted to get something to reward like uh, me and my boyfriend after our exams. So it was like, it's a mm. decent deal because like, we saved like more than half the, if mm-hmm. you don't need that. Yeah, so, and it was quite funny because, like, uh, I I don't really know how to eat at fancy restaurant and everybody in the restaurant was very classy. Um, I even forgot to take my nap, the napkin and put on my lap. I had to get reminded to put it on my lap. Um, um, when eating, Who reminded you? Oh, uh, okay, my boyfriend reminded me because I, I just left it on the okay. table and started eating. <laughs> then I was just like, and he was like, uh-huh. I think I would have died if like a waitress came up to you. Yes, was like, I know. Oh my god! Please put a napkin on your lap. <laughs> please at least try to appear like you belong here. It was really a very funny experience. So, like bread, I was eating the bread in my hands. Cause honestly, question: How do you eat bread at a fancy restaurant with knife and fork? I think there's a bread <laughs> knife and like I don't know. There's different utensils then, for like, different like. But then, like, how do you? get the bread and eat the bread I, I mean I have gone for like etiquette class but like those breads that I was given is like those that I can cut into half nicely and then, like you know those scone shaped looking kind of breads but I can, oh like, yes 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 this was a freaking huge like muffin looking bread and I was just trying to well, I was just looking for it like me I just looked up with my friend I was like how do we eat this or looking like we belong here like there's actually no way so we just use our hands and it was quite funny because uh, we didn't have to settle the bill because obviously we used a voucher, so we claimed it at the start already of our meal. But obviously we didn't want to look like we didn't belong. So I even asked the waiter like, Hi, can I get the bill? <laughs> but you know, we really got the bill. So he came over here and he whispered, Look, we settled. <laughs> then we just like left, you know. Yeah, was- <laughs> 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 and here the fact that the waiter had to like whisper. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the waiter entertained you. You should have given him an extra tip. Yeah, the, the waiter entertained me. He really did. I Because my wife was just like, we can just leave. We can just leave. She's like, no, no. Everybody's asking for the bills. Just ask for the bills. <laughs> Shen experiencing social pressure. Wow, but... Yeah. I felt so out of place. Like, everybody there was eating like this was second nature to them. I was just like... And they probably didn't get the choke menu okay my <laughs> menu I had limited stuff on my menu so they probably weren't looking at the same menu I was looking at but that means that was their daily lives eh. I was I was just it was a different world for me and like there was even like it was so eye-opening because there was even like this guy who just had a very like um the look of a rich person he was literally wearing at this at that restaurant he was wearing a Nike dry fit shirt and and that's when you know he probably comes here pretty often yeah, if he keep, if he's admitted in with the Nike dry fit shirt. Yeah, and he and he has the presence that kind of commands the room. Like he's really good looking, young, very like banker, high high ranking banker looking kind of guy in his like Nike shirt, like drinking wine. I was just like, ah, so that's what it feels like to be rich <laughs> and powerful. <laughs> it was, but it was definitely an experience. But definitely not like the same as my the other people I've been seeing on Instagram going for like their little meals that don't fill them up. By the way, uh, just letting you guys know, I bought this coupon code thinking it was an expensive restaurant and thinking that even it, because it's a steak, right? You will be full, right? I left the restaurant still feeling hungry. <laughs> it's a steak, eh? <laughs> so, 
better off eating at hawker centers. You got more options. Shen, tell us a Christmas crime story. Okay. Well, there are actually a lot of Christmas crime stories, but this one was the most... Oh, we love it. Love that crime happens on Christmas. <laughs> I, I love this one because the, the, the perpetrator actually bothered to dress up, dress up in a Santa costume. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Oh, don't be. It's, <laughs> not, Santa. it's not a funny kind of story. It's a legit serious kind of story. Yeah. Oh shit, okay. So, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Covina Masquerade. Have you guys ever heard of it? It happened... Wait. Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. Covina Masquerade, like... Masquerade. Is it mess? Ah! Massacre. <laughs> what? <laughs> no! I wrote this story no. Wait, masquerade? Wait. No. Massacre or masquerade? What? What are you saying? It's massacre. It's massacre. I wrote it wrongly. I'm like... <laughs> I spelled it wrongly on my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> No. no we should keep count of the stuff that Shen like mispronounces no I didn't mispronounce it I was reading the wrong spelling because I spelled it wrongly the first place sure Shen yes but it's the Kobina massacre I'm dying Indeed. but yes this happened in 2008 in Los Angeles California baby so, um, on December 24, 2008, so it's um, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. The Ortega family <laughs> actually invited all five of their adult children and their families to their home in Covina, California, a quiet, low-crime community about 22 miles east of Los Angeles. So the Ortigas, mm. Joseph and Alice, love Christmas and it was their favourite time of the year to spend time with their two older sons, James and Charles, and their daughters, Letitia, Alicia and Sylvia. So that Christmas Eve, the family played poker and the party was actually in full swing. But in the middle of the holiday celebration, the doorbell rang and what unfolded next was an incredibly gruesome crime. Shortly after the doorbell sounded, police received 911 calls from the Otiga's neighbours. The caller cried, come immediately, they're burning down someone's house. <gasps> oh my god. When police were told what had happened, they were shocked. Someone just as Santa had unexpectedly arrived at the Ortiga home and began shooting. In the middle oh, of wow. investigating the chaotic scene, police also received a tip from a neighbour. She and her husband had seen a car leaving their cul-de-sac. So cul-de-sac is like a, a dead end. It's like a like mm. a, a round dead end at the end of a road. So a cul-de-sac is that, that round thingy. Okay, and I okay. guess it's very common in American suburbs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. Um, after putting out an APB on the car, police started sifting through the Ortiga scorched home. So it, an APB is an all-points pi- all bulletin uh, and it's a broadcast issued from the American Law Enforcement Agency to other law mm-hmm. enforcement agencies to kind of um, to contain a suspect to be arrested or a person of interest. Yeah, so mm-hmm. other law enforcement mm-hmm. officers okay. are to look out for. Yeah, Just for listeners who don't know what APB is. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't know what the full word was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always hear it in I crime also, shows. Put out yeah. an APB. Yeah, but then yeah, I also always hear APB, and I realized I don't know what APB stands for. Then I went to Google it. So it's an con all point bulletin. So, so what the police found next was a bit gruesome. They found bodies that were burned beyond recognition, which were later identified as the missing Ortega family members. A total of nine family members were murdered. Oh no. Nine. So, while the police were busy investigating this Christmas Eve massacre, investigations in neighbouring Selma, California, were called to the home of Brett Pada, who returned home from a Christmas party to find his brother, Bruce Pada, lying dead in a pool of blood. Once they had arrived at the house, Bruce, the police found a single shot from a 9mm handgun in Bruce's head. There was a 9mm pistol in Bruce's lap, and there was a second 9mm on the floor. Police also found another bullet hole in the ceiling and they believed there might have been a second shooter at the scene. Oh, okay, because okay, so when the first when you said that there was a pistol in his hand, I was like, okay, possibly self-inflicted. 
not not concluded yet. I haven't finished my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, and then after that, you said that there was a second one. So I was like, where's the second one coming from? So my my second thought was that maybe he tried it once and then I don't know, shot the ceiling and then he was like, maybe I'll try another gun. Possible, because <laughs> this was just a police's belief at that point of time. Mm. So. Then, they went to look into Bruce's past and investigators discovered that he had an ex-wife named Silva Ortiz who, is divor- who divorced from Bruce um, on December 18, 2008, which is just a few days before the holiday. So, this was six days before Christmas Eve. So, oh. their, their divorce was like mm. officialized on December 18 and this party was on Christmas Eve and he was there on Christmas Eve. So police dug deeper into their di- divorce to find if it had anything else to do with Bruce's death. And they realised that Sylvia's maiden name was Ortiga. Which meant she was one of the Ortiga mm. siblings who had been killed on Christmas Eve. Oh my god, okay. Police didn't think that their deaths were purely coincidence and they believed their suspect mm-hmm. was still at large. And when they performed autopsies on the bodies from the Ortega house, they found that all the victims had been shot at least once with a 9mm handgun, which was obviously similar to the one found on Bruce. So mm. on Christmas Day, the police also interviewed Leticia, which is one of the few survivors of the attack, so one of the children of the mm-hmm. Ortega family, who said that despite the Santa Claus costume, beard and hat, she could identify the shooter and it was her sister's ex-husband, Bruce Pardo. So investigators then went back to Brett's house where Bruce was found dead and searched his car, which ended up being the same car the Ortiga's neighbours had described seeing on their street after the murders. Mm-hmm. So inside their vehicle, police found a Santa suit and thousands of rounds of ammunition. The car mm. had also been booby-trapped to explode once the Santa oh, suit wow. was removed and though the vehicle exploded, no one was injured. Oh my god, he booted so the car. <laughs> that is very elaborate. Yeah, it's so elaborate. What the hell? Yeah. So once Bruce, Bruce's autopsy was finished, investigators were able to conclude he had committed suicide and that there was no second shooter. The autopsy also revealed that he had horrific third-degree burns on his hands and arms and part of the centre pants had melted to the body. Police believe he didn't oh, initially plan to kill himself as he left no note. Around the same time, a man reported a mysterious car parked in front of his Pasadena home. Police ran the plates and found the car had been rented by Bruce Pardo. Though the car wasn't rigged, it was packed with supplies including a computer, clothes, water, food and maps of the US and Mexico. Police also believed that Bruce had been planning on escaping to Mexico after his killing spree. Bruce's mm. getaway car was also parked 500 feet from the house of Scott Nott, Sylvia's divorce attorney. Police believe that Bruce might have been planning on also murdering Scott, the attorney. So in June 2008, which was like a few months, I mean, their, their divorce case was official in December. So this was just a few months before. So Bruce Pardo was actually ordered to pay 1785 a month in spousal support. When his divorce was finalised shortly before the holiday, the spousal support ended up being waived at, as at the time he had lost his job. So in July 2008, Bruce's employer actually realised that Bruce had been fraudulently billing clients for hours he didn't actually work and was actually fired. So a reporter actually reported that the divorce actually shattered Bruce Pardo and I guess the divorce kind of became his obsession and he began then began to plot ways to get back at Sylvia. And I think, and they think that Bruce, you know, decided that he wasn't just going to kill his wife but he was going to kill everything that she loved and take it and wipe it off the face of the earth. So, wow. during his Christmas Eve killing spree, so, well, he, we all know that he shot, like, everyone, but let's not forget that he also burned down a house. So, yeah, yeah, he did. During his Christmas Eve killing spree, Bruce actually pulled out a homemade flamethrower to spray 18 gallons of gasoline into the house once he ran out of bullets. But Bruce didn't realise there was an open flame somewhere inside the house, which led to an explosion that left him horrifically burned. Instead of driving to kill Sylvia's attorney, Bruce then went to his brothers, where he killed himself because of how badly he was burned. That's it. So, yeah. So, he really... He just killed himself because of how badly he was burned. I mean, he, they would never know he died. But, I mean, theoretically, that's oh what they, they ruled out. 
So yeah, so on the day itself, Bruce, dressed as Santa Claus, knocked on his ex-wife family's door on Christmas Eve of 2008, where 25 people were gathered at a party to celebrate the holiday. The eight-year-old niece of his wife answered the door, and as she attempted to greet him, he shot her in the face. Huh. He had come oh my prepared God. with a gift wrap package containing a homemade flamethrower and with a 9mm semi-automatic handgun and three additional handguns. He then began to shoot senselessly at everyone in attendance and purposely executing some. His ex-wife's parents, two brothers and their wives, her sister and her nephew were killed. The 8-year-old girl survived with injuries. After he oh was done God, shooting, he unwrapped his present and used the flamethrower to set fire to the home. Oh One of the survivors God. that managed to escape ran to the neighbours for help. And after the attack, Pado changed into his regular clothes and took off his Santa ensemble and drove to his brothers where he died from a self-inflicted gun wound. The fire at the Ortigas house took approximately two hours to extinguish and the victims were so unrecognisable that dental mm. and medical records had to be used for identification. Oh my god. Yeah, so this was a pretty gruesome Christmas crime. One of the most gruesome that I could find. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's about it. That's the story. Wow. Literally killer Santa. Literally. But I, I think it's quite interesting how he changed out. Like how he didn't expect. And then, you know, he had, to, he had a change of plans. No, but it's also crazy how how he wanted to get back at his ex-wife so much that he was willing to kill everything that she loved. Mm. Probably because she was going to take everything away from him. So he had a lot of, like, pent-up, like... Yeah, it's like, he wanted to punish her, but he also wanted to punish her, like, in a way where she would never recover. It's just... It's a wow. Mm. So I was right. He didn't kill himself. But why were the two guns then? Mm, why were he... What? Say again? There were two guns at... Three. There were three guns. He carried one... At the one. side of where he... He had three guns on him when he entered the Ortega house. So one handheld and two on him. Just in case, I guess, he ran out of bullets. Oh no. Okay, well, that is crazy on its own. On but the, I was referring to... the house? The side that which... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably attempted to kill himself. So, two bullets. So, the first one probably... So, he missed the first time. Either he missed the first time or he had no courage to... Or first the time. exit. Yeah. Because um, it, it went... Oh, this madness. Oof. Mm. See, folks, this is what you don't do on Christmas Eve. I mean, not just Christmas Eve. Yeah, this is what you don't do in general. <laughs> Please don't go after your ex partners. Get therapy. This is a PSA. Yeah. So I think it was a very interesting story. I I loved how he actually bothered to dress up in his Santa suit and how he booby trapped the Santa suit. That was freaking cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really elaborate. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm thinking about why he would have booby trapped the Santa outfit. Cause, like, of all things. Because every equipment that he uses or he used for the crime was in the car. So he... I guess... I don't know, like... He just didn't want to get, like, let the police, like, um... Track his I mean, crime. But there's other okay, ways to dispose it, though. Mm, well, he like, was okay. born and injured, so he couldn't have gone far. Instead of booby-trapping the Santa outfit, he could have booby-trapped, like, the... the booth door... So if they were to open it, the car would blast. So why the so specifically? Maybe he also hates Santa. Maybe he thinks that Santa. Oh my god! Was also part of. <laughs> yeah, Santa was one of the reasons for his divorce. He's the Grinch. Yeah. He's the Grinch. Also, like side note, and this is very obscure and out of nowhere. But did you know that there is like a KFC romance lifetime movie? No. A what? Like, KFC commissioned... You know the channel Lifetime? They make those, like, really terrible, crappy romance and, like, Christmas movies. Yeah, so KFC commissioned them to make, like, a 
Christmas KFC romance and like Colonel 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 Sanders is played by Mario Lopez so he's meant to be like a hot Colonel Sanders (laughs) it's a whole thing I'm not kidding you on this (laughs) I don't know why I brought that up but just know that it exists so if anyone wants to check it out there is a KFC romance movie and it's got everything you need in like a crappy romance movie rich people manipulation betrayal a, a kidnappings and pseudo murder plot what the? I don't know and it all ends with a wedding <laughs> uh, Colonel Sanders marries someone I'm dying I'm not gonna watch it Okay, I don't know why KFC keeps making these weird... Do you know there is also, like, um, Otome sort of, like, KFC love simulator game? I don't think Shen knows what that means. Yeah. It's like... How do you explain it? Honda explain it. I don't know how to explain it. It's like a first first person, right? Then you go through, like... Yeah, first person. You go through, like, scenarios, like, romance scenarios where you, like, I don't know. You meet different characters and then... I don't even know. I don't even play the game. Chris, you play the game. <laughs> you play it. What the hell? No. Okay, no. As in like, you can make you play decisions those games that before. affect your relationship. Stop! You can like <laughs> make decisions to like... That will impact your romance with a particular character or whatever. So they made one with KFC. So it's also another hot contest. I don't know why KFC is trying oh, to market. Chris, just nice for you. What? Older men. Shut up! <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna slide into our um, paranormal story to save myself from the humiliation of you you making fun of me. Mm-hmm. Today I will bring you the story of Frau Perchta. What? <laughs> How do you spell that? Long silence. Okay. Um. F R A U P E R C H T A. So I'm not sure how to pronounce, um, this figure's name. So, to German listeners, I'm sorry. I tell you, right now, I don't know how to pronounce this entity's name, and I don't mean to be mean. All right, but. While I was researching this um, story, I actually came across like a very interesting like fun fact. So basically in the late 1800s to early 1900s, it was actually a tradition to tell ghost stories on Christmas. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh. So like some like interesting information about Christmas as a holiday. Like a holiday, not a religious holiday. So... Before the holiday was referred to as Christmas, it was actually called the Midwinter Solstice, aka mm-hmm. the longest night of the year. And Christmas was also referred to as Saturnalia, Sol Invictus and Yule, and basically it represented death and rebirth. It was also a time where the veil between the human and supernatural world was thin. So before we got Santa Claus, we actually had St. Nicholas and Sinterklaas. Mm-hmm. There was also Odin, you know, literally that, that Thor Odin, Odin, who led hunters or fairies or like armies of the dead across the sky on Yule. And one of the most famous ghost stories that takes place on Christmas is obviously Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol. Mm. Yeah. Another famous Christmas figure is Krampus. But um, I was thinking that maybe we should look into one of the more lesser-known mythological figures that, like, come on Christmas. So that's where I came across Frau Perchta. <laughs> and basically, um, she is born from German and Austrian legends and Frau Perchta is also known as Birchta and Bertha or Spinstubenfrau. Spinstuben Frau. 
aka spinning room lady i don't speak german i'm so sorry um she's also got many names so um some other translations of her name is bright or shining one She's also known as a goddess in the Upper German and Austrian regions of the Alps and was actually worshipped by Celtic and Germanic tribes. Perchta is also associated with the moon and watches over the souls of unbaptized children. <laughs> so everyone who's unbaptized, Perchta is looking out for you. Um, Pochita actually protects unbaptized babies, stillbirths, miscarriages, and abortions. Um, she also looks after those who have committed suicide, souls of those who are forgotten by the living, and those who did not receive a proper burial. Mm. Pochita also protected women, forests, and wildlife, aka she's an eco-feminist. And yeah! We stand Pochita. And... She's also known to guide spirits into the afterlife. And she's actually like, she's known to be very tender and caring towards them. Um, she's also associated with the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. And because of her association with um, this life cycle, she allegedly could take on the form of mother, maiden, and crone. Wow. She could also shapeshift, often being described as having the feet of a goose. <laughs> yeah, so Pasha could actually like shapeshift into like a swan. And what's interesting about good old Pachita here is she mainly takes two different forms. So her first form, she appears as a beautiful woman <laughs> with pearls braided into like her golden hair, and she'll be wearing um a she'll be wearing um a long white silk dress with a veil over her face so she's very pleasant to look at however her second form is not as pleasing to the eyes she can also appear as something with an iron beaked nose so basically like a beak that's made of iron um she'll be dressed in rags she'll be carrying a cane and like under her her clothes she would have like a long knife during the midwinter nights, she would roam around with ghosts, most of which were the ghosts of unbaptized children and demons. And the reason why... Okay, so previously I mentioned that she guides them into the afterlife and she basically looks after them, right? But the reason why they sort of become like these um, evil entities is because even though Perchta protects them, they tend to manifest as destructive to the living. So if you're affected by a spirit, just call on good old Perch Dumb and she will soothe <laughs> and like remove the spirit. So she's she's your spirit busters. Okay. <laughs> so this is basically the good Perch Dumb who essentially carries a key to happiness in one hand and like Mayflowers in the other. So, you know, the goddess, the nice person. But then there's also the bad Perch Dumb. And this is where, like, the story gets a little bit... Mm. Mm. So, Perchta, I mean bad Perchta, <laughs> would fly through the sky with her army on the wild hunt. Apparently, if you hear the wind and thunder roaring on the last three Thursdays before Christmas, it's Perchta leading the wild hunt. So, be careful, my dudes. Think... Have you heard it's been, thunder? It has been quite thunder and rainy recently. Yeah. Shen? Perchta. Perchta's coming. <laughs> I mean, the whole of Singapore so, has been raining. Okay, that's true. But it's also Perchta. Perchta's <laughs> out there watching. Um, Perchta's actually active during the 12 days between Christmas and Epiphany. So Epiphany is January 6th. Um, so... Uh, by the time we release this episode, she'd be pretty active. <laughs> so for now, we can all rest easy. Um. Anyway, so what Pachita does is she would wander through the forest in search of the homes of those she watched over the previous year. And the thing with Pachita is that she's actually very particular about a lot of things when it comes to 
like the season. So here are some things that Pochta absolutely hates. So Pochta hates it when people work on Epiphany. So that's January 6th, the last day of Christmas, right? Why? She hates it when people work on Epiphany. And she also hates it when people spin yarn on the day. Uh, okay. Um, and here's the other thing, okay? She also hates lazy people. <laughs> she hates them. So if you've been lazy during the days leading up to Epiphany, basically, then like... Hmm? Basically, Chris. Because Chris is always lazy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not lazy! Okay. I'm baptized, so she can't come after me. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you! I'm baptized! <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Honda. <laughs> sure. I got <laughs> Okay, as I said, she hates lazy people. So if you've been lazy during the days leading up to Epiphany, then like literally RIP dude, I'm so sorry for you. And as for the yarn thing, okay, remember she 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 said y'all cannot spin yarn on like Epiphany. So the thing is, if you don't finish all the yarn you get during this period, like during the year, then RIP to you too. Like, that makes her very angry. So, um, for some reason, Pocha likes a lot of contradictory things. She hates lazy people, but she doesn't want you to work on Epiphany. She hates it when you spin yarn, but you must finish your yarn. <laughs> so, Pocha, girl, make up your mind. She hates yeah. everyone. She hates everyone. That's it. She hates everyone except for like the the unbaptized babies and like the wildlife or whatever. Um, the other thing that's interesting about Perchta is she'll punish you <laughs> if you don't eat the traditional meal of fish and gruel on her feast day. So if you eat anything else, you if you decide to eat that turkey you've been saving up, she'll come for you. She'll say y'all y'all but get it attacked and she was like you um so this is what Pochta does okay if she comes by your house mm-hmm. and she sees that you've done everything she likes she will leave you a silver coin so that's how you know that you've been in her good graces Ooh. but if she comes by and like you were spinning yarn <laughs> or you were lazy, or you were working on the day of the feast, she will... Remember that long knife I said she hid under her clothes? Uh-huh. Yeah. She will slit your stomach open, oh and then fill, take out your intestines, and replace it with rocks and garbage. Isn't that like literate riding hood? When they fill the wolf with like rocks and stones or something. Oh yeah. Okay, but this is different. This one she fills she literally fills your stomach with garbage. She turns you into trash. <laughs> the trash she collected from the forest. I've got this bag of trash and you are trash for like spinning yarn on my feast day, so I'm gonna fill you up with it. And she's also known to literally stomp on you if you offend her. The hell? Stomp, stomp, I've arrived. <laughs> Pochta is very difficult to please. Mm. So, literally on Christmas, right, you have to spend time with your family and feast in order to escape her wrath. Also, if you're a child who lies, she will scrape your tongue with glass. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and she's also known to stuff bad kids into her giant, like, sack. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> like, you just... Can you imagine, like, leaving your house after, like, your meal and, like, you see this weird, like, beak creature, like, stuffing a child into a sack and it like, looks at you and you look at it and you're like, uh, okay. That's what I imagine it as. Um, Thankfully, there are ways in which you can avoid Perchta's wrath. So one way is to prepare a certain food called perchton milch, which is basically porridge. And this porridge is also eaten by families on, on the 12th night. So what they do is they eat and then they leave a portion for perchta as an offering. And 
speaking of offerings, um, Pochita loves hearty meals, especially dumplings and herring. So you leave some dumplings, herring, and alcohol, and she'll be like, you good. Here's a silver coin for you. And if you leave out these foods, right, and Pochita and her ghost army enjoy it, they will basically leave, like, omens for the upcoming year. Like, good omens for you. Mm. And this is why she's also known as the rewarder of the generous and the punisher of the bad. Uh. Yeah, because, you know, she... She really goes all out to punish you if you, like, piss her off. She's, mm-hmm. like, ready to cut you down, man. Um, But then, I was reading this and, like... I was thinking about how it's interesting that there is this version of her that's considered to be like this goddess figure, you know, like she cares about wildlife. And like, honestly speaking, people who care for animals, like they can't be bad people. Yeah, they can't. Honestly, name one person who loved animals that was bad. No. What about the, the, the... I go king. Yeah, that one. <laughs> okay, he didn't really... I thought it's the woman that was the problematic one. I didn't watch, but I didn't watch it. Everyone's, talk- everyone's talking about her. If you truly care about animals, you wouldn't even be doing what they do. So I mean, in I her mind, that. she loves animals. Okay, so anyway, so I was wondering, like, how did Perchta like go from this goddess entity to being like literally known as this witch figure? And then I stumbled upon the reason. It's got to do with good old Christians. <laughs> um, so basically, the reason why the perspective of her changed so drastically is because of the medieval church. So around the 6th century, literally the 6th wow. century, I don't even know when that is, like 1400s, I don't know. <sighs> around the 6th century, um, Christianity was actually starting to come up in Bavaria. But... Um, this rise of Christianity actually conflicted with the pagan cults that oh. you know were existing at the time. So these people like worship Pochta. So the church basically changed her name from Bertha to Pochta and associated with evil in order to convert the people. Oh, okay. Yeah, also my note says, trust me, this is the most horrific part of the story, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so, at the point, like, her believers actually refused to convert. Mm. So the church literally made it a crime to worship her and even made it illegal to leave her offerings during the Christmas season. Oh. Yeah, so it's these forceful conversions that essentially like demonized her today she is remembered in Salzburg Austria where she is said to wander through the Hohen Salzburg castle at night and to commemorate people wear wooden animal masks in the Pongau region of Austria large processions of Sean Perchton aka beautiful Perchton and Shiak Perchton, aka Ugly Perchton, are held in winter. So it's it's just a procession, okay? Beautiful masks are worn to encourage good finances, while ugly ones are worn to drive away evil. Mm. Of course, as with literally any sort of like mythological folklore figure or whatever it has been commercialized so literally some ski resorts in Austria <laughs> like have turned it into a tourist attraction oh yeah oh, well. so that is the story of Frau Perchta aka if you piss her off during the 12 days of Christmas she will slice your stomach open take out your innards and fill you up with trash and then maybe stomp on you. Damn. The end. Cute. Cute. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> I didn't want to find such a like deep, heavy paranormal story because you know it's Christmas. Yeah, something I light. Ended on a slightly light-hearted note. Yeah. yeah. So anyone out there, if you've been lazy 
um, it's time to start doing some stuff. <laughs> if you've got a whole ball of yarn, time to start finishing it. Because on the 12th night, you're not supposed to work and you're not supposed to sew. I mean, you're not supposed to spin yarn. Should I gift you yarn? <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> Wait, I'm baptized. <laughs> she can't hurt me. <laughs> I thought you said you wanted to knit something for your rabbit. Time That's to gift you. True. That's true. Maybe I should. I've looked up videos on like knitting and they look very complicated. So, um... <laughs> Yeah. 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 We wish you a Merry oh, Christmas. No. Oh no, my God. Maybe I should change my song. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Sorry, Honda. Just wasn't. Feliz Navidad. Prospero, any other reason? I should try to remove from the main function once. I wanna wish <laughs> We're just spreading Christmas I thought you said you hate Christmas songs. I do. I really don't like Christmas songs. I don't like Christmas songs. But here she all. is. But that doesn't mean they don't live rent free in my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we shall move on to the Yeah. Oh my god, this is like the last time in six months I'll be <gasps> Oh no! Sad. It's just gonna be me and Honda now. Yay! And Honda, Honda wishing desperately that like I get eaten by like a a giant, get stomped on by crocodile. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honda wishes so desperately that Pochita comes and stomps (laughs) on me. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and click that follow button on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HAU Podcast. Shoot us a message or send us stories if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. On behalf of the three of us at Hidden Among Us, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. We wish you mm. a Merry Christmas. Oh, bye. <laughs> bye. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry bye, Christmas. Christmas. See you for the next episode, which would be... Oh, in the new year. Yeah. Right? See you for a New Year's episode. With new changes? See you in the new year. With new changes? Mm. Wink, wink. <laughs> Wink, 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 and nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs> I still make terrible jokes. Honda still wishes. Oh, yeah, that's a constant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. bye. Guys. bye.